Welcome to the Let's Wrestle podcast with Dan and Nico. I am Nico, and Dan is here um, somewhere. Dan, how's it going? What's up? What's up, man? It's going pretty good. Uh, coming off a crazy week of wrestling, some surprises, and um, some fucking twists. A fucking Turn. horrible twist. That twist his dick. Anyways, um, today we have a special guest with uh, my buddy, my cousin, Gilbert. How's it going, Gilbert? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. If you like how he sounds, check him out on Discord. He talks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he does anything on Discord. I, I, say, I form sentences sometimes. They're not always great, but... Oh, yeah. but the punctuation's not there, is it? No. No. <laughs> it's okay. I'm horrible. I'm horrible writing. I have a horrible writing thing. But, guys, it's rumble season. It's the Rumble season. It's only two weeks away. Cody Rhodes is about to become the next Rumble winner. Let's let's face face facts now, guys. Cody Rhodes is winning the Rumble, whether you believe it or not. It it doesn't matter if you believe otherwise, you're wrong. But I it's pretty have, obvious. They they've it, made it pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. They made it pretty obvious, especially with Vince McMahon back. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that more later. <laughs> but that being said, I've got to ask, who are some of your guys' favorite Rumble winners? Um, I think as far as like moments and somebody, you know, delivering on a surprise, um, John Cena, 2008, that's like the, oh. one of the first ones that comes to mind just because that's when you were watching. I, I was a fucking little Mark, um, still thought it, it was fucking real. And he comes out of nowhere, wins the rumble. Um, after being out for four months and just a great moment, Madison Square Garden, perfect spot for a moment like that, and a face off with Triple H at the end. Uh, great, great stuff, man. All right, not too bad. I think Gilbert, what about yours? Um, I don't know if this is controversial, maybe back then it wasn't. Now, I guess in more recent years, this wouldn't be cool, but uh, Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble 2003. 2003? Oh. Yeah, there's a reason for that, though. There's a reason for that. The reason uh, for what? Is it, be, it being controversial? No, there's a reason that it's my favorite pick. Why? Why is it your favorite pick? Um, because like that's kind of the year where I started revisiting and rewatching wrestling again, right? Okay. And uh, for me, like I think a lot of my favorites are in the final four. It was Brock Lesnar, Kane, Undertaker, and uh, somebody else. And Kurt? No, not Kurt. Eddie? No, not Eddie. Fuck! I don't know. I don't remember who the fourth person was, but like to have Brock Lesnar be in the final four and take out both Kane and the undertaker, it was like, it made him seem like a big deal. You know what I mean? I had no idea who he was. I just knew this guy was huge and he looked monstrous. <laughs> was he controversial at that time though? Uh, Cause I, I wasn't watching at that time. Like did people oh, no. get mad? Or? No, I think like, cause he's how many rumbles has he won? He's definitely won more than one. I think, right? Two. Uh, he's only won two. Two. Okay, yeah. If I had said like the recent Lesnar win, recent quote unquote, uh, you know what I mean? That would have been controversial, but yeah, the kind first of well, one, like as as like a favorite, yes, because Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar was just last year. Yeah. So like, but uh, really, buddy, that last one. No, yeah, that's why I said the 2003 one because that was that was my first time ever seeing him. So Batista was actually. Did you mention Batista? He was one of the final four, from what I'm looking at here. Oh, oh, you know what? Year? It might have been Batista. Yeah, oh. I actually have a list. I found a list from 2018 all the way to like uh, the start of the final four of each one. If that's worth 
looking at. But um, okay, what was the final four of yours with John Cena? I know the Triple H was in there. Randy Orton. Oh no, it was John Cena, Triple H, Batista, and Kane. But I remember at the end it was yeah. like Batista, Triple H, John Cena, like in a kind of face off. That's not, that's not bad. Um, I would have to say I didn't get to watch a lot of Rumbles growing up, but like you know, I was always anticipating them because I could only watch what was on Monday nights or Thursday nights or Friday nights or whatever the fucking time rate frame Friday nights were on or fucking SmackDown. Um, so I'd have to say Rey Mysterio 2006. I thought it was super dope. I couldn't I couldn't help but be excited for that one. That's a good moment. Uh, the final four there is Randy Orton, Triple H, Rob Van Dam. Oh, well, uh, it didn't fucking matter for Randy Orton. He still went to fucking WrestleMania. Look at this week, final four. Um, 2013, John Cena was the winner. Ryback. Need I need to go on here. Uh, Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler. That's that just kind like, of that just lets you know how shitty. <laughs> 2013? 2013. That's 2013. That, that was, feels like a fever dream. Oh my god. That's like the peak, like PG era for WWE. I think like the following yeah. year when Batista won, that was when you saw the shifting of like of who the top stars were. I won't say like the shifting of eras because it was still kind of the PG era at that point too, like tail end. But it was like the 2014 when Batista came out. You know, Daniel Bryan was having his freaking year, and I mean. He goes on to actually win at Mania. Batista ends up losing, so I don't know. That's a that's a good time frame though, man. That twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, like going after that Mania. I don't know. I enjoyed it. That was the uh, lead up to WrestleMania thirty, right? Which one? Uh, f- no, that's uh that's WrestleMania twenty nine. Uh yeah, that was for the Rock Cena part two for the title. Yeah. Oh, um, but honestly, all most of these are pretty stacked final fours. Um, one of them has Santino, Wade Barrett. Wait, Santino was in a final four? Yeah, you remember that? It was 2011. Um, it was the 40 man rumble, the first ever one. And uh, Santino was under the ring, or not, not under the ring, he had been knocked out, and they forgot that he got knocked out, but he went under the rope. So uh, Alberto oh. Real thought he won, and then he doesn't realize Santino's behind him. Santino starts fucking, you know, celebrating like he's about to eliminate him and win. Fans are going crazy, and then Alberto Real throws him out. So sounds fun, but you know it's trash if Santino's in your final four. I'm just saying. And Wade Barrett. I mean, I love some bad news, but Wade Barrett. He wasn't even um, bad news Barrett at that time. He was uh, the bare knuckle brawler, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, just generic Wade Barrett, I guess. I don't know. A shitty Wade Barrett. Yeah, I didn't even remember that nickname you just said. But yeah, um, some of these are fucking stacked. Y'all remember any more? I mean, that deserve a mention here. I don't care about winners at this point no more. But, man, I still remember when... I don't remember what year it was. But when... Um, it was the COVID year. I'm lying. It was the COVID year. Um, when Carlito came out. Oh, yeah, it was Jack. Mm-hmm. He was Jack, and we saw him like later that summer, I think. What about Jillian Hall in that same oh. night, dude? That was hilarious. I was really surprised to see her there. I her love and, Jillian Hall. Uh, her and what's her fucking face, man, from the Iconics? Billy Kay. Billy Kay, dude, that was fucking gold. She that carried that rumble on her Billy, back, dude. Billy Kay would carry like every segment she was in. 
I fucking loved Billy Kay at the end of her run with WWE when she was like giving out her resume and shit. Oh yeah. I don't know why they got rid of her. I really don't. I thought she was so entertaining. It's so fun. The Iconics are like definitely one of my favorite women's tag team. Um, yeah, they need I to mean, bring them back, man. Bring back the Iconics. Bring especially, back the seats to the women's tag team titles. Especially if they've been trying to rebuild that division. But um, on the top of y'all's head, can you name the three only back-to-back winners? Uh, top, oh. I got to look at my phone. I know Austin is one. Back to back winners. I didn't know there yeah. was more than one. I thought it was just Austin. There's uh, there's three. Austin Michaels. Yes. Which was Hogan. actually Michael. Yes, Hogan. So Hogan was uh ninety ninety one, and the crazy thing is Sean went back to back ninety five ninety six, and then Austin went ninety seven ninety eight. So for four years there, Sean and Austin. Held it down, and well, he, he almost did a three P. Austin did, but remember, Mister McMahon eliminated Austin. Oh, that's right. He won that that next year. That was some just still some great shit. Actually, that led to Paul White being introduced because Austin and Vince had a match, uh, a cage match. Uh, I don't remember what pay per view. Gilbert, do you remember what pay per view? Valentine's Day Massacre, I think. There yeah. we go, sir. I think it is. And that man, the bump that fucking Vince took from the top cage to the table, insane. Oh, he landed terribly. Terribly. I don't know. If you haven't seen Still it, take that bumper. Oh no, dude, he would die now. He would like completely. He would break in half. Have I don't think I know that bumper? that spot. I don't. Well, know I have no spine, dude. Dude, you need to Google it right. You need to YouTube it right now. You just YouTube it. I want to. I want your reaction on here. I, I might. While I'm looking that up, I might have played through it on. Uh, WWE 2K14. I you think that defi- was you definitely did, but it, the game does not give it justice. Um, it's it's pretty insane. I think Gilbert, didn't you have that? Um, Matt, while you're looking it up, I'll talk with Gilbert. Um, didn't you have that match on like a, a VHS tape? Yeah, I had that uh, Eve of Destruction uh, VHS tape, and it had snippets of that match, and that's where I saw the bump. Oh man. It was just like interviews of matches, right? Like yeah. I know I had the cage match, um, the cage match, the uh, the other the Hell in a Cell match with Kate, uh, Kate, with Taker and uh, Mankind. Yeah, um, I think a uh, a match with Triple H and uh, I think it was ah, I don't even remember. I know I think it was like Shane and somebody else, and then Triple H Shane, came out. Shane and X Pac. Yeah, there we go. And and Triple H came out and um, turned on X Pac. He turned on so, X Pac. Here's the spot here. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh my god! He's gotta be 20 feet off the floor! Yeah, no! Oh no! This should be bad! <laughs> he made me get it! It's, it's bad. It's real bad. And then they fucking take him out on a stretcher. God. Yeah. Uh, actually, well, they take him out on a stretcher, but but uh, Austin brings him back in the ring. It's a fucking... Honestly, dude, if you haven't seen that match, you need to watch it. It's not like the most technical wrestling you're ever going to see. I mean, fucking Vince McMahon's in it. But it's so fucking entertaining. And it, it's, it's a fun match. Honestly, I, I, I like to go back and watch it every now and again. It's like a crazy crowd, too. Dude, of course. It's fucking Vince McMahon and Austin in the ring. That's like, that's like peak Attitude Era. Yeah, uh, that looks like magic. some good shit. Great shit. Alrighty. So we're going to fumble around a little bit more. Um, now that we've talked about all these things, we've got to dig into the dirt because there's a shit ton of it. We found it! 
Jesus fucking Christ, where do I even start? Let me go ahead and start with this. So WWE have, WWE have announced that WrestleMania 39 Goes Hollywood has officially broken the company's all-time date record for any WrestleMania, despite having yet an, to announce a single match. So that's fucking insane. And and I I feel I don't I don't know about y'all. I kind of feel like I'm speaking for y'all about with this one, but I feel like this has only happened because. Triple H took over and really fucking turned things around in terms of, you know, watchability for that product. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think that's part of it. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's all, but um, the Rock, man, he's coming back. I, I know it. Um, it has to happen, right? I mean, Hollywood, Roman Reigns is the top dog. It's just fucking. It's ready to be fucking put in the main event uh, on the marquee. I mean, that's got to be another reason, too. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe Cody's eventual title win as well. Mm, maybe another I, reason. I, I wouldn't put that there. May, like, Cody winning could possibly be a, like something that people really want to see, but I don't, I don't think it's like a mankind type of thing where everyone's going to change the channel. And start watching it, you know what I mean? I think I mean, people are excited for that. Weren't you the one that said that you kind of only wanted to watch Raw because Cody was there when he first came back? Yes, so that I made, did. That made Man, you want to tune in, and that made me want to tune in even more. So. Me too. Yeah. Yes, but like to to sell, to help sell out WrestleMania, it's, it could be a combination of all three, but I don't know. I don't think the Cody winning thing is like too prevalent in people's minds that they're going to be like, oh yeah, Cody's fucking for sure winning. I mean, I think he is. I still, I still don't think that's a definite thing. Maybe a minor part, but it's a, it's definitely a part. It's kind of crazy though, because nothing's been announced. No match has been announced. Even like talks of the Rock, that's all speculation and just up in the air. Because every report that you hear is that oh, it's all determined on the Rock. Oh, it's gonna happen. But who fucking knows? Maybe people saw Black Adam fucking bomb and be like, oh shit, I guess he's gonna come back. Like he's got and, nothing else to do. And we don't even know like. Besides the Roman possibly doing Cody or, or The Rock, but uh, everybody else, you don't know really for sure, like who's gonna face who. Um, because I don't know, man, they could go any direction with anybody else but Cody and Roman, yeah, because we're not even like we're, we're getting close to WrestleMania season, like right after Rumble, it's WrestleMania season, like that's just end all be all, but like there's nothing, all we're doing is seeing what's gonna happen at the Rumble. Uh, Gilbert, do you have any like things that you might think that is pulling this, like um, making this happen? I so for sure the Rock thing's like not set in stone yet, right? Mm. Um, no, I think Cody's going to be a big fixture at WrestleMania, and probably they're going to throw the be- they're going to strap the Rock into him. You know they're already doing that. No, yeah. and you know they're going to throw the belt on him. He's a uh, XAW guy, but more importantly, he's also a homegrown WWE guy, so it would kind of be like poetic in a way for him to win the belt, I think, and kind of make a statement. Mm-hmm. And he was a he was a Vince guy, you know. Vince gave him all that freedom, pretty much let him keep his AEW gimmick and everything, and didn't really revert him back. So there's a lot of uh, he's really trusting him, you know. I think like- that, and uh, it was interesting to see some people were actually like. Uh, you know, when we'll talk about it more as we go on, but uh, when the news came out that Vince was like back in charge or whatever, they're like, Oh, Cody better pack his bags. But 
how he came back for Vince. Triple H was not in charge. Um, or maybe he came back for Nick Khan. But I don't think there should be anything wor- anybody worried about Cody Rhodes and his run getting fucked up um, by those changes. So, yeah, man, I agree with everything you said there, Gilbert. Um, it makes sense. Alrighty, so now that we've talked about WrestleMania, great thing, awesome thing. It's almost sold, uh, like sold more than any other WrestleMania um, that has ever happened. That's that's great. But now, from what I said at the beginning, you know, kudos to Triple H. I feel like he had a big part of that. There are also big additive factors that that went into that. Just for the fact that it's in Hollywood too, I think is, is something we can probably um, agree. Just because all the fucking stars are going to be there. Um, but WWE has just announced that the board has unanimously decided to proclaim Vince McMahon as the new executive chairman of the board. Now, if you don't know what's going on, Vince McMahon has come back and just basically just took back over his fucking company. I'm, I'm so upset. Like it was nothing. Like he just did it. He said it. And so it shall be like Jesus Christ, this man is God in wrestling. Uh, I don't know how many lives this man has, but I mean, he's back, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? After all this time, he's gone. It's, it's great. All high fives everywhere. And now it feels like we're in, we're in for the ride of our lives. Like, what the fuck? I mean, honestly, the way it, it played out, it could it could have all just been a work, and I would I would believe it if see if we would have come out this whole time saying it was me, damn it, it was me all along. I was like, oh, you know, that made sense. <laughs> um, I don't know about it being a work, but I don't, man, I don't think it is. It, way, it, yeah. It's crazy. Like, um, he basically could have probably done this at any point. So, um, he's back now. What that means for creative, I hope um, it's not going back to the old booking ways or, you know, things like that. But and then the company possibly getting sold. Um, I don't know, man, I guess if if he can't run it or decide what happens with it, like, I guess nobody can or I don't know, man, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so Vince said that he wasn't going to go back into creative but y'all even believe that y'all believe that for one second i think he's still gonna have the final say no matter what uh no I, so do you yeah. think it'll be like a like triple h is gonna run creative but at the very end of the day be like vince that's what we got like doesn't he have 51 percent voting power vince yes so how the fuck are how can anybody tell him no like it's just, it's crazy, uh, man. There was legal, per, like that legal stuff that could have happened. Um, I don't think it happened because he he's chairman now. I mean, what the fuck are you gonna do? What the fuck are you gonna do? This man cannot die. He's the devil. But I mean, we don't know what, what what's gonna happen. Uh, it's insane. Um, not only that, I think what we were saying there, he's he's saying that he's only gonna be there till the sell of the company. So, some of the places that are um, seeing are CNBC, and this is from Russell Ops, the twi- uh, Twitter. Uh, CNBC published a new article with a list, a list of potential buyers concerning WWE sale. 
if a deal occurs, it'd likely occur in the next three to six months. So that'd be after WrestleMania. Um, Comcast, which is NBC Universal, uh, Fox, Disney, Warner Bros. Discovery, which Warner Bros. Discovery actually owns AEW at this point because they're under the TNT and TNT and Turner, well, Warner Media, they're part of that. Um, Netflix, Amazon, Endeavor Group Holdings, which I don't fucking know what that is. And Liberty Media, which is that fucking conservative? I don't know. Um, I've heard of Liberty uh, Media, but um, to me, the better fit, if it were to be sold, I don't want it to be sold, but I guess Disney. Disney. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like they could do something out of it, right? Like just fucking add to their parks and shit like that. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. You should get something yeah. out of it as a fan. Yeah, we'll what, do you think? <laughs> what do I think? Yeah, what do you think would, would be who would buy it? Like, if, if, if they were to sell it to anybody, the groups that I named, which would probably be the best, in your opinion? I think for just uh, strictly for marketing, Disney, from like a marketing standpoint, because they're huge. They're just like this gargantuan entity. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I pretty much agree with what Dan said right now. No, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit. I, I see y'all's points. I really do. But I guess I just don't want change. Um, I would I would say Comcast, NBC Universal. I mean, they already have everything. They own the network. Well, they don't own the network, but the network's already on their shit on PCAC. And Great. we had such a... Hold on. We had such a huge issue with them being on Peacock because of all the things that they censored. Like, imagine it going to Disney. Mm. It's just going to be censored even more. And then we're just going to roll back into the PG era. Are they going to allow things to keep going the way they are? I mean, it's a possibility. We have Deadpool 3 coming out from Disney. So, I mean, we can only see from what they're going to allow in that movie. Um, But I don't know. I feel like it'd be more censored under Disney. Comcast, even Fox is a good secondary for me because I think Fox would let them loose probably a little bit more than than Comcast. Um, so you said two, a couple of things that are interesting. So uh, I do understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. There is a worry about if Disney were to buy this and take over that, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to be watered down or whatever you want to call it. But you also mentioned that uh, Vince said or it's being said that he's only going to stay until the sell of the company so i mean is he was there a chance he was going to have some kind of role when it's sold because that doesn't make any sense he'd be gone anyways right or i don't see vince working for anybody uh, and still having some kind of role in the company even after it's sold right i mean yeah no that's why i think he's going to stay until it's sold and who knows that might be a fucking lie too <laughs> it might just be him being like, ah, I just wanted to buy my company back. But what if Disney hired somebody like a Triple H? I don't know if Triple H would want to do it, but that can still kind of take charge of what's being shown on TV or like at least what's being done for the most part. Because um, you got to know Disney's going to have some kind of hand in how it's being done and, and you know what I mean, as far as the wrestling and the, uh, the storylines and things like that. But I feel like if you could still have somebody, even if it's not Triple H in charge, uh, or a couple of people, uh, that can still keep it as 
what it is now, right, without fucking ruining it, then I think it could work. I think it could work. But if Disney completely takes over, then, you know, I smell trouble. And um, that's my worry with the whole sell of the company is that they're going to ruin and finish somehow this company that I've been watching as a kid. That's my worry. Hmm. Gilbert, any thoughts? No, not really. I think we've covered all the bases on this one. Yeah, it's. I, I'm just gonna say this: that I think that anyone who purchases it would be smart in putting someone like a Triple H in charge of what happens in there. But we got some greedy motherfuckers out there. I just oh, yeah. don't want it to be streaming like Netflix and, and Amazon. I mean, it's nice, but I, I don't. I don't fucking know. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on a little bit. More of the same news uh, going on. So it was also, I think this was like reported today. Um, also, um, we're working off of Russell Ops uh, Twitter. Uh, Stephanie McMahon has resigned from her role as co-CEO of WWE just days after Vince McMahon returned as executive chairman. And this got me thinking, little little tin hat on. I don't know. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more right now. Um, where is it that I wanted to see? Okay, 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 okay. So I'm going to read basically a paragraph and a half uh, of something uh, from her excerpt. This is what she had released in terms of her, you know, resignation from WWE. Um, our founder, Vince McMahon, has returned as executive chair and is leading an exciting process regarding strategic alternatives, which is a weird way of saying selling the company. And with Nick's leadership and Paul Triple H Levesque as chief content officer, I'm confident WWE is in the perfect place to continue to provide unparalleled creative content and drive maximum value of, for shareholders. WWE is in such a strong position that I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further with my official resignation. Now, that's what was said in the, in the statement. Um, there's more to it before and after what I had said. Um, but breaking down one of the last things that was said that I said, um, I have decided to return to my leave and take it one step further in, with my official resignation. Uh, remember before Vince McMahon had left, before the Vince McMahon scandal even happened, uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, was on leave of absence. A lot of people were saying that she was going to leave WWE forever. Um, again, coincidence. Uh, it's a little odd that Vince McMahon leaves the company and Stephanie, you know, jumps back in. She's all for it. She's all gung ho. Vince McMahon comes back. Not only when he comes back, he does release, I believe, two uh, board members, one which was the person who put the investigation on, on Vince McMahon. So, you know, Vince getting back on someone who tried to uh, quote-unquote ruin him. I won't say it completely ruined him. He had fucking shit tons of money. He's not ruined. Um, but then Stephanie also resigns. It almost makes it seem like Stephanie might have had um, a little hand in trying to get Vince out of the fucking door. Um, again, that's just the conspiracy theory I'm thinking of right now. As I read that statement, that's what I was thinking. Uh, what are your thoughts? Gilbert, I want to ask you first. Uh, what are your thoughts on her leaving the company? This is a resignation. This isn't like a leave of absence. This is, I quit. I'm done. Uh, what do you think uh, about that? And do you think there, that it has any meaning to it? Um, 
it's one of those things that's really hard to call because, uh, you know, it could be purely coincidence, yeah. or there there definitely could be you know uh, very different ideologies, and maybe they're butting heads. Maybe you know, old trips and Stephanie have like this one vision, and Vince has another, and Stephanie's tired of it. Maybe Triple H just you know has enough gas in the tank to just kind of keep going with it and make compromises and such. He's like, I almost died. I'm not quitting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's a good point. I mean, um, I just, it may be deeper than what is being told here because she obviously didn't write all that, but... um, You don't think she wrote all that? You don't think that somebody wrote, you know, fucking wrote that for her, like a legal team or something, like a writer? Yeah, they, they have publicists for this type of stuff. They do have publicists, but I also think that Stephanie McMahon is a very smart woman that can definitely write something like this. I mean, yeah, but the thing is they don't want to fuck up on any certain words that could twist a narrative or... Okay, this is what I'll say. I'll I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. She wrote the speech, had someone um, proofread it to make sure she's saying the right things. And they probably edited like half of it. Ah, I gave her more credit. I don't know who cares. That's not the point. But um, I think she's just not in agreement with um, you know him trying to sell the company. I think she was happy with him just staying away and enjoying. Uh, at the end of the day, that's her dad, right? I'm sure maybe she wanted him to enjoy, um, you know, his glory, golden years, whatever you want to call it, um, before he sets off to this, you know, in the sunset. But um, she was on a leave beforehand. I know, but that's before there was any kind of opening for fucking Vince to actually walk out. Exactly. She created it. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, she's probably just like us that probably like worried about if this is the right move for a company that she's invested her whole life in uh, since she was younger. So, um, yeah, man, I just don't think the sell the company is the right move here but who knows could be deeper yeah i don't think she's leaving because they're gonna sell the company um but okay well that's something to think about man i mean it's just a weird fucking time in wrestling uh vince coming back it just seems like it threw a wrench in in what wwe was doing creating um we'll just have to see where this goes now uh to go ahead and Switch sides. We're going to talk a little bit about AW and our favorite. Uh, before uh, I get into that too, too much, let me see which ones are better. I don't know why uh, I shared that fucking did thing. We, no. Hold on one sec. Can oh. we get back to just a little bit? Did we even consider Saudi Arabia buying WWE and what that could mean? Oh, uh, I think that could mean that fucking... Dude. That's just for Goldberg fans, right? <laughs> Oh, oh no, dude! Screw Saudi. They have a lot of money, though. <laughs> they, they, they I guess they are potential buyers, right? Because they they have yeah. more than enough money. Is that what Endeavor Group Holdings is? The fuck is that? I don't know. What that, uh, that sounds sketch as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. That sounds like a pyramid scheme. Okay. And Liberty Media sounds like they fucking just put Fox Nation on. Well, as of right now, uh, is still being listed as a COO, but that could change. Who, Triple H? 
that could change by the end of this night. Uh, let's hope not. Let's hope that the news is. Oh, so uh, we're ra- we're waiting on wrestling news to fucking update us on on something that could be fucking crazy. Um, fuck. Let's go. Alrighty. Oh, actually, I I, I was gonna switch sides, but I uh, almost forgot. So Mandy Rose broke her silence uh, regarding her release from WWE, um, going uh, stating that she was not even told that her you know her fan page was the reason that she got fired and she had no no idea that that was the reason she was getting fired she got fired she states though that she doesn't have any ill will towards wwe she appreciates the time that she had there she was definitely hurt when she was told about you know the news that you're fired i mean who wouldn't be upset when you're fired from a job that you actually enjoy so um she did talk in the interview i think this the snippet that you sent me um it, it was showing that she uh, was grateful for being that top woman in NXT, being able to see uh, the younger wrestlers come up and and help them, guide them to becoming whoever they were. I mean, she was the top star, so she was, at least in the women's division, she was helping out probably more than we think. And, I mean, her wrestling uh, just bolted up from when she had left the main roster. Uh, definitely a great, great run as a women's champion there, down in NXT. Um, held it for over a year, I want to say. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. And, um, but I mean, I'll be the first to say I was, uh, I was not given any fault to WWE in terms of this release. There were definitely at the times when people were talking, um, Things that are being said, you know, WWE telling her that she needed to remove content, or not remove content, but just remove the fan page, and her basically refusing and then being fired. Um, from what was being said, that was not the case. Uh, so, yeah, in that case, I would have to, you know, give a little bit of blame to WWE for, for that. But again, we don't know if that's completely and all true. So I don't know. I don't know how my hands are fucking tied. But if that's that is the case, I would I would call foul on WWE. Um, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Dan? About this um, new release stuff. So it's kind of weird if they didn't tell her like why she was getting fired or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But if she broke the rules and she broke the rules, I mean, you know what can we really do? Um, and honestly, man. You know, she's doing a good thing for her. She's making good money. So she doesn't have to take another bump if she doesn't want to. But I'm sure she'll get that itch, you know, being a wrestler to want to do something again at some point, maybe soon. Who knows? But she's not a needle mover. um, So I'm really not that concerned about what's going on here. But it's interesting to see. (laughs) No shit. Um, Okay, okay. No need for that comment, I think. But, I mean, it was said. Am I wrong? Uh, I think she's she was good at what she was doing. She was getting better. So, it, it could have... She could have definitely moved to that next level if she was put on the main roster with that gimmick. She could have definitely had the potential to become a needle mover, I think. 
Because remember, Bianca Belair was just as good as she was in NXT as she is now. She possibly just a little bit better because of who she worked with then. I can I could have seen the same thing happening with Mandy Rose, but um, do you think she's a needle mover? Oh, uh, no, or could have been a needle well, mover. Well, here's the thing, right? I think uh, when she, I don't want to say like went down to NXT because that sounds like she got demoted, but it was definitely like a kind of a career resurgence for her in a sense, right? And she was establishing herself as somebody serious because I think after the was it after the Otis stuff that she was just kind of floating around on the main roster? Yeah. Yeah. I think had she had more time to just kind of refine herself in NXT, she could have been a needle mover. She could have been a big deal. And it's it's like you said, now that she's doing whatever it is she's doing and she's making good money, she doesn't have to take a bump if she doesn't want to. However, if she does get the wrestling itch, I have a feeling we're going to see her in Impact. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would think Impact more than AEW. Oh, my God. That would suck. That Honestly, that would suck for her. I would rather see her in AEW because you're right. She was, you know, building herself up again uh, in NXT. And, yeah, I knew at some point they were going to bring her back to the main roster as, like, this new Mandy or whatever actually being seen as a threat. Um, but it it's it's over with now. Like, unless they bring her back. But I don't think she's ready to move the needle yet. Right now, she's not a needle mover if she goes to AEW. Sasha is. Could be. We'll talk, we'll talk about, that. about that. Yeah. Um, but Mandy, no. No, I mean, we're not saying that she's a needle mover, but she definitely had the potential to be a needle mover. Um, but also... It, within that same interview that she had, uh, she was asked about uh, going back to wrestle with WWE, and she was she did say the infamous quote that any wrestler says, "Never say never." So she's definitely open to joining WWE again. At least that's what it seems like. She is making good money, so not a terrible thing. She lost her job, but she could still make a shit ton of money. At least that's what I'm. What it seems like now. Yep. I do sincerely hope we see her again. I think it'd be nice to see her, you know, I think it'd be the cool. run that she deserves. Hell yeah. Like if she were to return like on a raw or something like raw after mania or something with the fucking, what were they called again? Toxic attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. A little bit of a take, like a, like a mini, like hostile takeover. Like what, what uh damage control was trying to do, but a little bit better. I think it would be, that'd be dope. Apparently Chelsea green's taking over that spot soon. Chelsea Green's going to take over Toxic Attraction? That is the rumor. I believe we talked about it like two weeks ago. Or Oh, or we can get like an old like Boy Meets World bully versus bully type of thing. Do you remember that in Boy Meets World? Did y'all watch Boy Meets World? No. I don't remember that off the top of my head, no. No, it's when the, the two bullies, they, they fight. They have the little entourage. They were there. Anyways. Yeah, it's not working for me, brother. People who listen to this, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember their names right now, but it's fucking great shit. Any who's, um, but yeah, let's hope for good things. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and switch brands at this point. We don't have too much news coming out, um, of AEW, but more rumors. Um, according to what is one, one, W N wrestling observer news. <laughs> I got it. Uh, according to Wrestling Observer News, which means take with a grain of salt, Bay, uh, CM Punk is pushing that he wants to come back and do business. 
All CM Punk. Oh, that's just a part of the tweet that I was sent. All CM Punk fans, please rise. We prayed for times like this. Um, funny. Anyways, so CM Punk coming back to AEW. I said on the, I think it was the last podcast or the one prior to that. I don't remember. Um, that I didn't think that he was gonna come back. And it wasn't, uh, we were asked the question if AEW should bring him back. Um, I thought AEW should bring them back, bring him back. I just didn't think he was going to want to actually do business. I thought he was that stubborn. Now, if these reports are true, and this is more than just a rumor, I mean, we're in, we're in for some great television. And we can probably finally know what the fuck happened in that backstage uh, bra, or at least something along the lines of the truth. Cause that's definitely going to be pushed into a jo- into a work uh, before I get done. Cause I know you're a big CM Punk fan and you're probably already drooling to fucking talk about this. No. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Gilbert, what do you think about this rumor? It's still a rumor. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, how do you feel uh, about Punk possibly coming back? I don't think it's going to happen. No? There's no way. There's no way. There's Damn. no way. Why? He's such a polarizing figure. You uh-huh. know, as I, I, uh, you know, he gets eyes on the product, first and foremost. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, given who's in charge, and I know Jerko has a lot of pull in that company, mm-hmm. and he's definitely not a CM Punk fan. No. They don't see eye to eye. So I think as long as Jericho is one of the top dogs, like besides the, the Bucks and Omega, putting all that aside, Jericho having as much pull as he does, I don't think we're going to see Punk come back anytime soon, if, or at all. I, I don't completely agree with that. I don't think um, Jericho is opposed to making money. And I think he thinks he can make some money with that, especially with the comments that he's made so far. Um, we'll get back to you. Dan, what do you think? about this possible return of CM Punk. Well, if Chris Jericho was ever going to top himself for what he's done um, in that company, doing this now with CM Punk would be would be pretty great, uh, even though he sucks the life out of most stuff. But um, I think CM Punk is going to come back, and I think that I believe this, that he does want to do business because... Um, he's being an adult about it in this business, and the question is: Do the Bucks and Omega want to do business? And <laughs> is that really a question? I mean, think about this: They're not going to bring back Punk and put over the Elite. They're going to put over CM Punk. You think so? Do they want to do the job for CM Punk, or are they going to do the same thing they've done to FTR and just dodge them? You know. Since, why would uh, why would Punk even you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, entertain the idea of coming back if he knows that the Bucks won't want to put him over? Not saying that they want to. It I'm could just, just saying, him saying, "Hey, I want to do business." Uh, that's just him saying that he wants to do business. Um, we don't know what the Bucks and Omega are going to say to that. Of course, if they're like, "No." then he's going to back off, right? I don't know, man. I think that's too much slander on the Bucks and Omega. Um, I think I think that they 
they already shown that they are willing to come back and wrestle and just do whatever the fuck they're going to do. I think they would definitely do business with Punk and FTR for that matter. Because if Punk comes back, goes against the Elite, then FTR is going to be next to him, I feel. Um, Gilbert, what do you think about what Dan just said? He's got some pretty valid points, right? <laughs> I guess uh, when you put it like that, like a program, a program with, uh, you know, them, the elite working with Punk, that's going to print money. Like, there's no yeah. two ways about it. Mm-mm. They never had their chance to cross paths while he was there, and now that they've kind of just made this whole, this whole thing happen, um, now's the time to capitalize on it, I guess. It would be. Um... I think that, yeah, Punk is coming back. He's not coming back to do anything else but make a program with the Elite. I, I just don't... I don't see why he would come back and not just make automatic bank by going up against the Elite. Um, but, conspiracy hats. Put your tin hats on, boys. Pew! Um, I think that these rumors are coming. I think it's, it's a big coincidence that... These rumors are popping up after Vince McMahon came back to WWE. It's almost as if Punk was thinking about going to WWE, as some reports had said. But as soon as Vince McMahon comes back, he's like, guess I'll go back to AEW. I want to work for him. That's what I see. Huh? Huh? Does that seem plausible? Huh? I thought he had a problem with Triple H, not so much Vince. Yeah, I thought so too, honestly. That's why I didn't I didn't understand the reports of him going back to WWE also. But I'm just saying it's a bit of a coincidence. Dan, huh? huh? You're ridiculous. And the fact that you even entertain that is just insane. Um like look, how you copied what I said. Look look, man, Nick Nico here and the rest of these CM Punk haters will Don't make it me. seem like he's fucking blackballed from wrestling. Right? I um, so think about this Edge fucked Matt Hardy's girl while Matt was away injured and then they, they turned it into an angle right and yet some people actually think that CM Punk's blackballed from wrestling because he called Hangman a dumb fuck who said that he was blackballed and, and then they make it seem they make it seem like he's blackballed like oh no much was said they can't bring him back you know it's just it, it can't work. I don't see it working. Yes, it can work. When, when the fuck? When the fuck did I ever say that they wouldn't want him back or they wouldn't bring him back? Like you didn't think I, was I, I didn't think he was going to come back because of himself, not because AEW didn't want him back. I said that CM Punk won't go back to AEW because CM Punk won't want to go back. I never said anything close to him being blackballed. That's ridiculous. You uh, again. You made it seem like that, and no, I didn't. I didn't I'm just addressing. I'm addressing that narrative, right? And they make it seem like he's the to blame. You know, for the most part. I I know you've given blame for both sides, but uh, okay. it's just CM Punk's been double teamed here, uh, triple team, whatever. But he ran a train. They ran a train on him. They want to give him most of the <laughs> right and. I mean, who's to blame? So, I mean, the ones who busted into his locker room can take some responsibility after all they are the fucking EVPs of the company and should be held to a higher standard, right? And they should be... He's he's their top guy representing the company as well, so... But yet, they didn't let them go. Uh, They brought him back, and now they've been doing this 
ridiculous best of seven series, but I'm pretty uh, sure CM Punk could have came back as soon as they did. Also, the Bucks and Omega, which we talked about last week, that they can also take some of the blame because they were fucking feeding the dirt sheets and all the fucking different. Mm, I, didn't, I I didn't agree with them feeding the dirt sheets, but I do do think they share a blame in all this. They kept fanning those flames that eventually helped all this come to a fucking boiling point. So, uh, speculation. And we've talked about this too. Hangman Page. He should be called uh, more he, for going he, into business for himself. Hell no. Hell no. No, no. I'm going to stop you right there because we, we, we're going to get Hangman Page out of here. Talk about everybody else but not Hangman Page. I, I really don't think he, he should be involved in this at all. That's all I'm going to say. Hangman Page, get him out of here. He don't, he don't even belong. Okay, Gilbert, do you think Hangman has some kind of, uh, you know, part to blame? Maybe not as much as the EVPs, but uh, do you think he has some kind of part in this because he went into business for himself and, you know, targeted Punk? Yeah, a tiny, a tiny bit, you know, and they're all, they're all a very t- uh, close-knit group, very tight-knit group. And so I think, uh, you know, him just kind of firing the first blow had something to do with it. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't fire the first blow. I mean, did he not? I, that's I, when, I, that's I, when he started to realize that, hey, I think there's something going on here because we were confused. We've talked about it numerous times on here. Yeah. We were confused when it happened, but then the rumors started fucking rolling out, right? I'm sure the dirt she started getting fucking fed some bullshit. Uh, and then because before that, could you remember a time where we were talking about CM Punk possibly having beef with the EVPs. No, it was all going good. You know, he was on this comeback run and whatever until that hangman shit started. They gave him the title. He got hurt. Everything started to come out. And now we're here. Of course, everything started coming out. But I'm only saying uh, that the hangman, hangman is not really a part. Like he's, if he's a small part to blame, it's only for the fact that he got stuck in CM Punk's head to keep thinking about that because he had that one interaction with Punk because he was the champion. He lost the belt. And then, yeah, like he lost the belt and he was down hanging out with the fucking Dark Order, wasn't doing shit for the company. I mean, maybe he had time off. Who fucking knows? But the comment that he made to CM Punk was no different than the fucking the comment that Eddie Kingston said in one of their promos. And the only promos, which honestly I felt that that um, feud did not last long enough between Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. And that's probably because of what Eddie Kingston said. Because Eddie Kingston said the exact same thing that Hangman said. That everyone in the back was afraid of him, but not him. That he was going to tell the truth and he wasn't going to let CM Punk uh, bring down the locker room. I told you it's not the same thing, though. Eddie Kingston, Mm -hmm. has he talks shit. Regardless, he doesn't care. He doesn't have any kind of fucking people backing him. He just says whatever's on his mind. When Hangman goes off the rails, it's like, okay, why did you do that? Like, there's a reason behind it. It's like it's a different situation. So I'm saying, I know that they're they're friends. I'm just saying, Hangman said one thing, and where was he the whole time? At the bottom of the fucking barrel. So what is he? The Triple H of this uh, curtain call? Why does that matter where he is on the card uh, versus what he told Punk? Like that has nothing because to do with it. I think that he didn't have any ulterior mo- ulterior motive of saying that promo promo. Yeah, I think he said it and started saying shit about CM Punk on his own time doing interviews Who? and things like that. Brandon Cutler. 
if Brandon Cutler started saying shit about CM Punk on his own time, not when he's around the Bucks or whatever, like you see on TV, on his own time, started targeting him or kind of sneak dissing him without mentioning him, then you're going to think like, hey, I'm sure, you know, the Bucks have something to do with this or they at least support his opinion. Just like we think with Hangman. It doesn't matter what... Okay, so Hangman never... Are you trying to compare Brandon Cutler saying stuff on his own time to Hangman um, giving that interview that also upset Punk? There was also that interview... Right, are you talking about the interview that was out of the ring? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm talking about. I'm not... Calm down. (laughs) I'm saying that Brandon Cutler or anybody else in that group of friends did an interview on their own time when they're by themselves and they started talking shit about CM Punk or they sneak dissed him without mentioning him, you're going to think that that group, just like we are with Hangman here, you're going to think that that group has something to do with it or at least supports what that friend is saying. That's all I'm saying. Gilbert. Yeah. Who's Brandon Cutler? Exactly. Um. <laughs> he's uh, he's the low the low card guy in their stable, the handler. Okay. So you're saying if Brandon Cutler on his own time was talking shit about CM Punk, okay, how is that comparable to Hangman? Hangman had a promo along a promo, something that they're doing to build up a match that they're going to have. So Hangman said something that in his mind thought that it would make the program better because people say he's going into business for himself to make himself look better in the promo. But honestly, at the time, it was really weird. What is he saying? But it was the only thing that was, as I said before, it was the only thing that made that promo exciting. Now, did he make a mistake by doing that? Yes, without a doubt. But I don't think that he was trying to cause any issues with that other than to make the program between him and Punk better. And I feel like it could have been something that he took from Eddie Kingston because it was practically line for line. A little bit of paraphrasing, not going to lie. Look back at those two promos. They're very similar. So the outside interview that Hangman had, he didn't really say anything about Punk either. He just said that he's not good at listening. He's hard-headed. He's more likely to just do his own thing and learn from his mistakes. So another thing that Punk probably took to heart, because he is the old veteran there, giving out advice. I don't think that Hangman was trying to tell him anything either. Out of everybody inside the elites, I think Hangman's probably like the least political person there. I mean, he literally left an opportunity to become AEW champion sooner um, because he wanted to go home and be with his daughter, his newborn daughter. So that alone for me shows that he has more character than to go outside of the box to make himself bigger and better than the person he's facing. So that's all I'm going to say about Heyman. Whether you believe it or not, which you don't, is up to you. Oh, you... You threw in the, the baby card. That has nothing to do with the whole situation. You're just trying to add some kind of sentiment to fucking Hangman here. But I, I want to know what Gilbert thinks, though, as far as <laughs> Hangman in this whole situation. Because 
Oh, now I'm split, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, what do you mean? Like, okay, uh, I'm just split. At first, I was like, okay, you know, he's, he's anti punk, he's like the Bucks in them. Um, and now you bring in that other part, and he wasn't really a, a big politicker, or not that we'd seen. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm just saying, it just doesn't seem like his character as from what he has shown us in the in the past, you know? I mean, Jesus Christ, who gives up a world title opportunity? And this is in coming this- from somebody who is not necessarily a Hangman Page fan. No, I don't fucking like Hangman. I, like, I'm not a big Hangman Page fan. I've not been. I've got, I have his respect more than ever now, but like, man. The punk, a guy that you just want a dog on every chance you get, but you make it seem, you gaslight it like, no, but you know, I give him his respect, but you still shit on him. I give him his, I give him his respect, but I mean, his character compared to Hangman's, I can't, I can't compare the two. I mean, punk is shown to be an asshole. Okay. And that's not, he says the truth. No. Because he's an asshole. Fuck. He said it in interviews. What has he done recently that made him an asshole? Are you going to say the fact that he called out Cole Cabana? Yeah. There was no need for that. That whole thing was a fucking mess, but I don't want to get into that. I really don't. Um, But, yeah, man. I mean, that's just what it is. It is what it is. You're going to think what you're going to think. I'm going to think what I'm going to think. I don't want to spend too much more time on this. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, we're already running a little later than I wanted to. Um, moving forward to to the next other uh, news that happened um, this past week. Um, Mercedes Monet made her debut in NJPW. And na 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 boo boo, stick your head in doo-doo. Uh, I was right with her last name. I fucking told you. It's going to sound like money. Like money. What did you call it, Dan? Uh, Moan. <laughs> all right um so yeah she came out during the caddy saint um match caddy 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 carry 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 like carry there's no saying huh there it's just Kyrie, right there's no saying yeah Kyrie yeah, saying was, was her name in wb it's just Kyrie now um did y'all watch the match though by the way the, the uh, Kyrie? All five minutes of it or yeah all five minutes of it did you watch it I, I did because I saw it was five minutes. If not, I was not going to watch it. And then I said, "Why is this only five minutes?" Is it short as fuck? I just uh, want. I was just trying to get to the main event of that. It was good though. It was an okay five minutes. You know, I think it's because five minutes for that match. Of course, she was going to have her entrance, but really, what was that like? 10, 10 15 minutes then? The like a Beatles match or a Jade Cargill match? Yeah, true. Um... But Mercedes Monet, she made her debut. She came out to the ring. Uh, what I hate, what I hate the most of this whole thing is the slander. Um, her interview, her promo at the end, I will give it this. It was not that great. She seemed to be stumbling. I don't know if it was because she was nervous. She could have been drunk for all I know, partying up before she got out there. I don't believe that, though. Um, but she did seem a little off when she was giving her um, promo. Might be one of the first times that she didn't have a, a scripted promo in front of her, coming from the WWE. Um, and it was okay. 
not that bad. She's the CEO of the women's division in NJPW. But the move. Jesus Christ. Okay. Who do you think botched that move, Gilbert? Uh, did you see the move? Did you see what she did? I think I saw a clip of it. Okay. Okay. But maybe, maybe it was Mercedes because of just nerves, you know, and being in a different environment. Dan, I'm going to ask you that same question. I'm going to let you know. Yes. I think Carrie, Carrie was the one that botched that move. Um, I'm, I, I'm actually confused of which part. Was it the arm drag looking thing or was it the fucking bank statement at the end? It was all, it was all supposed to be one fluid motion. So she was going to go into... So let's, let's all just look at it real quick. Look at this fucking thing. Well, look. Sasha reaches her head out. And then basically goes in for some kind of fucking... So what it's supposed to be, that, that um, position that she puts her in is like a gory special. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Um, well, who was it? Chavo's dad? Yeah, did that. Yeah, or whatever. Chavo's dad did the gory special where he, you know, he put them on, kind of like a backpack, holding them in like a half, like a full Nelson inverted full Nelson. Can't really fucking. And then he grabbed their feet, put them on his fucking knees, and then what? They would slam on the ground and be a front, uh, a body bump for the yeah. person on his back. So it's supposed to be like a gory special. Then she's spinning her off, and Caddy's saying it's supposed to basically land standing up. And fucking Sasha bring her down into a DDT. So that spin mm-hmm. that Sasha did at the very end, Caddy Singh was supposed to be standing up. At least that's what I think. She was supposed to be standing up during that fucking part so that she can come around when she did that big ass spin into a DDT. I thought uh, it was odd, but I, I didn't think it was a botch because to me, when I play it in slow motion, it looks like Kyrie tried to get out of it. Trying to bring her arm down, and then Sasha fucking caught her for a bank statement. The part that looked weird to me was that she didn't even apply it. But then I was like, "Oh, she's just kind of teasing her, like this what is what could happen to you." That's what I oh, thought. Happened. The bank statement isn't even wasn't even supposed to because bank statement is her submission move, right? Isn't yeah, but the cross face. Yeah, the cross face. Yeah. Okay, so no, she wasn't even trying to do the bank statement. This is, I guess, her new finisher. It's it's a gory special into a DDT. Really? Well, I that's I, I didn't even know that was what she was going for. I thought she went for like that gory or whatever, but then she tried to get out of it. So then she caught her arm instead and did the bank statement, but she let go before she actually applied it, just to kind of tease her, like, you know, this is what's gonna happen to you, or this is how quick I can put it on you. That that's what um, I thought. It did look would- weird. She was wearing heels though. Ah, uh, yeah, but I don't think she. I, I didn't look like a botch to me. Well, Gilbert, what did you think after seeing that? It's um, on first look, it was kind of hard to make sense of. Yeah. N- now that you mentioned the part about the gory buster, I, I see what was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And it, I guess like after propping her up, it looks like she tried to get out of it. And if Sasha didn't go for like the the armbar part, like right after, I think it would have been fine. This, it doesn't even look like she's going for armbar. Look like oh, she whatever took, it is. What is that? It just looked like she did a slam. Like she was trying to go for a DDT. Oh, so that's like the okay. That's the DDT part. Yeah, because like I'm looking at it. Kyrie got out of the the gory buster part. 
and just like escaped and they were both standing side by side that would have looked cooler would have looked a little cleaner have we seen her do that move because i don't even know what that would look like i'm trying to imagine what she no, was doing I, for you i think she i think this is the first time she's ever done it honestly I, i've never seen her do anything like that but think of it as a fucking because honestly this could have just been like a, a fucking what do they call it again it's communication that I think it was miscommunication. I think it was also, um, I wouldn't say, I was, when I had heard that there was this botch, I was like, well, maybe someone was fucking tired after a match. But they only had a five minute match. So I don't know the fucking know. So, um, well, I, I, I kind of see it now. Um, she wasn't trying to like do a bank statement at the end. She was like trying to fucking DDT hit, her. That's hit, hit the DDT. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, if, if Kyrie stood, stayed standing up at the very end, then it wouldn't have looked so awkward because then Sasha would have had her perfectly for a DDT. But she landed on her knees and it fucked up, right? Yeah, that's what I see. Yeah, yeah I see it now. Damn. I mean, did you know she was going for that move or you were just kind of analyzing the video when you first saw it? So what happened was that when I, I, had, I had heard that she made her fucking debut before I saw the match. And then I saw everyone saying, oh, man, Sasha botched the fucking finish. Oh, just like Sasha, she botched it. And you know me, man. I ain't going to take no slander on Sasha Banks. I mean, not right now. But anyways, uh, so then I watched the fucking video, and then I, I saw the move. And then afterwards, I'm like, I, 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 for me, I saw it immediately. I saw the move immediately. It looked fucking awkward as fuck. But I, I knew what she was trying to do because of how Kyrie landed. And then I watched it a couple more times after that, and I was like, this is, is it's a complete botch on the opposite side. Like, it was Kyrie, And it's not saying that she did any, like, botches happen. It, it's a big event. And yeah, I can think that she was probably tired, miscommunication. She didn't know. She's never taken the move before. So maybe they just needed to practice it a little bit more beforehand. Um, but it wasn't. But I, I, I would not say that Sasha botched that. It's like... And I know you're probably going to disagree with this, Dan, but there was that uh, recent thing where they were saying that um, what's-his-face, Mustafa Ali botched a, a Hurricane Rana from the top rope with Austin Theory. When, in actuality, when you look at it, it was just um, Austin Theory losing balance and then Mustafa Ali fucking, they just fucking tumble off. Because... If you're the one giving the Hurricane Rana from the top rope, you better hope that the person carrying you can fucking carry you so y'all don't fall on your necks. But again, botch, it happens. Not a big deal. Glad no one was injured. This botch, I don't think anyone can really get injured on. It's just weird. I don't understand why people will say someone botched something was horrible when it wasn't even that. Not even the case. I don't know how anyone could see that Sasha botched the move. That's my soapbox. Uh, well, I won't trash on the whole appearance here because of that, but um, her promo did sound a little odd, but maybe that's just what she's going for now. But yeah, man, we'll, we're going to see our AEW tomorrow night as we are recording <sighs> this, and that'll be great. Hey, Gilbert, so I have this, this running theory, okay? Everyone thinks that Sasha Banks is going to be the mystery partner for Soraya <laughs> um, tomorrow's AEW event, but now conspiracy time put your tin hats on um i think that it's actually aj lee who's gonna be soraya's mystery partner 
and CM Punk saying he's gonna come back only makes me believe that she'll be coming instead of fucking Mercedes Monet. What do you think about that, buddy? Huh? What do you think, think about that's, that? That's a pretty interesting take. I think it's yeah. highly unlikely. Oh yeah, but um, for damn sure. But still, I think it, <laughs> it could definitely be Mercedes Monet, and here's why. Um, it's totally okay for her to make an appearance on American television and then, like, you know, for NJPW. I, as far as I'm aware, AEW is really cool with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll pop a rating for sure. It'll probably yeah. be like a one off appearance. But I think it's definitely her. They already alluded to it. The only reason they didn't outright say it was her before was because, you know, contract stuff. I think her contract was up. Or not even quite up the day, the the week that Britt Baker had mentioned, like, oh, I'm the boss. I think uh, Mercedes was technically still in her contract with WWE. You're right. I don't know how you feel about that, but imagine, bro. Imagine if AJ Lee actually came out. Um, that would be crazy, but it's not going to happen because Punk is not there, uh, unless the rumors are true and he's coming back. Uh, but that would almost confirm it at that point if it was H.A. So, it's gonna be Sasha. Uh, she said something about, in the press conference after New mm-hmm. Japan, saying something that this was only her first stop, that she's gonna do world domination or something like that. So, the, the next step is AEW Dynamite. So, I, yeah. So, I still don't believe that she's gonna sign with AEW. I will probably, I'll, I'll move my, my my piece onto the other side where she will probably show up on AEW television, but I think it's going to be kind of like a Matt Cardona that type of deal. Um, do you remember when Matt Cardona actually showed up on AEW? Oh yeah. It was like three appearances or something. Yeah. He only had like a couple appearances. Yeah. Probably three. He it, looked it, all out. What? Yeah, dude. He looked jacked when he fucking came oh, out on AEW. Oh yeah. I guess he was already on his run with the Indies. He just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be more something like that, like where this will probably be like a one-off or like she'll have like two, two or three matches there on AEW, but I think she's going to primarily worry about wrestling like New Japan and other independents around the world. Um, yeah, it's going to be a deal deal for sure. Um, I don't think she's going to sign with anybody exclusively and, uh, maybe she'll show up in impact, take over that real quick and. We'll see her in Mexico, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, man. And her and Britt Baker is going to be off the charts. Alrighty. So, let me see. Do we have any more things going on in the dirt? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit more statistics for um, Mercedes Monet. Um, showing how much of a needle mover she actually is. So the hate is going to hate, but it's all good. She's still a four horse woman. Any one of those women can go anywhere and make moves. I'm just going to say that. Um, so there are 40,000 new subscribers to the NJPW world um, streaming line, uh, which is what you can use to watch all the NJPW um, uh, pay-per-views, uh, things like that. Not only that, but they have already sold out the Battle of the Valley. Um, not the hugest venue. It's in the San Jose Civic uh, Center, I believe. Um, but still a, great, uh, a big arena just for her name alone. That, I mean, she 
sold that arena out. Her and Kyrie, but let's be real. It was Mercedes Monet. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a great start for her, for her run outside of the WWE. I'm glad she's still wrestling. I'm glad she didn't move from anything else. Um, and then she frees up her time to do anything she wants to, whether that be Hollywood, which I, I absolutely believe she'll go into. And yeah, we'll just have to see where she goes from there. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. Nothing updated yet on that Russell news. Well, I just want to add that. Most of those cells are, or some of those cells are not just because of her. I used to subscribe to it just because it was Wrestle Kingdom season. So we'd have to look at the numbers every year and just kind of compare. But let's not say that all of that. Maybe oh, she didn't help you're right. it was, the arena. It was, it was also Kenny Omega. Oh, God. And Will Ospreay. Yeah. Well, bro, that's, a, that's, a, that's a technical dream match right there. Yeah, and honestly, it didn't disappoint. Wow! Time to watch um, it. Yeah, watch it. News. I'm sorry to interrupt. We got some breaking news from uh, Wrestling News. This actually got tweeted out uh, 37 minutes ago, and I missed it. I was slacking. I'm sorry about that. But Reddit Insider Kermit125, who has leaked tons of stories in the past, is saying that WWE has been sold. WWE has not confirmed this yet via a press release or an announcement. Also, if Saudi Arabia did indeed buy the company, that might explain why Stephanie McMahon stepped down. Just five days ago, she tweeted about plans to be in London for Money in the Bank. Still waiting on a WWE press release. This could be happening a lot faster than we thought, boys, is what I'm understanding from here. Ah, I really fucking hope it's not Saudi I'm in shock. Um, okay. Man, I mean, that's. I, I just want to know who it is, right? And then we can kind of go from there. But if yeah. it's NBC and, and the whole Peacock thing, I mean, maybe that won't be too bad. But to me, that makes the most sense. Where does Triple H stand, though? That's another thing for me. I just hope he stays as creative control. Triple H is creative. It's perfect right now. Not perfect, but you know. It's best for business right now. I know there's a business side of this whole wrestling thing, but the creative is what keeps the business going, right? So, obviously, if the casual fan is not enjoying what they're seeing on TV, that leads to bad business. So, who's running that is the biggest question here. And if it's not Triple H, then who is it? Because Nick Khan is the business side of it, right? Triple H has mentioned in his uh, fucking interview with Ariel Hawaii uh, that that Khan was taking a lot of slander about all these decisions that were happening, and he was laughing about it, like looking at it, saying like he doesn't even have any like say in the creative, like it's you know yeah. it wasn't him, right? So who's and gonna be in the creative? And Nick Con- apparently Nick Khan was uh, wasn't even firing people either. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's more of the, I guess, the numbers and things like that, I'm sure. Maybe deals. I don't know, right? Uh, that I wouldn't be able to fully understand. But yeah, um, this has just been tweeted out here recently, so what do you think? What's going on here? We talked about who the buyers could be earlier. Um, we talked about who we want and who we would see, so it's been talked about. just kind of crazy. Uh, makes me think, conspiracy time! Hats on, boys. Um, 
it makes me think that uh, it's going to be like, it makes me think that Vince McMahon did this all for a fucking reason. Because I don't know if y'all saw it either, but once Vince McMahon um, actually said that he was going to go into the, go back into WWE, like he was going to come back, uh, stock prices went up for WWE. Did y'all know that? Did y'all hear about that? I did. You did, right? So, I don't know. Coincidental, right? He comes back, stock prices go up. They went down, actually, when he stepped down from C- from being CEO, right? I believe so, yeah. Initially, yeah. So, I mean, could have all been a ploy, boys, so for the sale. Because, I mean, this sale has been talked about since before Vince actually left. And what a weird time that this is happening. Fucking WrestleMania season on the horizon. Yeah, man, it's actually putting the wrestling in the back burner on this one. But, um, okay. Um, that's the news, man. Khan just bought his own competition. Yeah, the contract does say Khan. <laughs> it reads Tony Khan. Oh, Khan. <laughs> oh no. Sa- Saudi is trending on Twitter, by the way. No. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Goldberg could fucking wrestle maybe more than twice a year now or more than once a year. So that's great for everybody. Alrighty. Alright. Okay. We'll see where this goes. We'll definitely talk about it more next week. I'm pretty sure there's going to be even more to talk about. But let's go into our final segment of the night. We've kind of gone a little long today, but that's okay. Um, but let's go into this final segment. So what we're going to go ahead and do, Dan Gilbert. I'm even looking in two different directions as I say that name, even though there's no faces. Um, we're going to have a little game. A little fun game. Something to end the night with. Um, we're gonna go ahead and talk wrestlers' real names. So I'm gonna go back and forth. I'm gonna do five and five each. Okay, so ten in total. I'm gonna give y'all a real name, and y'all have to guess which wrestler that's that's for. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. All right, Gilbert, you're gonna go first. Okay. I'm gonna hit y'all both with some easy ones. So, Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Who is Glenn Jacobs? That's that's Kane. That's, that's Kane. gotta be Kane. Yes, an easy one. Damn it, that's that's an easy one. Then I'm also gonna give you an easy one. Who is Mark Calloway? Undertaker. All right, here we go. All right, Gilbert. Who's Alan Jones? That's AJ Styles. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. All right. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew I, that. It took me a little bit, but yeah, I, I knew that. Was... You didn't know shit. You lied. Uh, <laughs> I swear. Okay. I feel like that one was kind of easy. So You took a jump from Glenn Jacobs, for sure. For sure? All right. <laughs> Let's see. Dan. Who is Guido Lagreso? Huh? Guido Lagreso? No, Vito. Vito. I don't know who the fuck that is. What the fuck? Is that Cesaro? Just a wild guess? Uh, it's Big Vito. 
Oh my, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you went that far into the jobber list? Like, <laughs> Man, you went you pretty know, deep there, buddy. I thought his name, I thought his name was, uh, was pretty close to it. I thought that was going to be easier. I mean, I didn't know you were, I didn't know you could go that deep in, like, the archives of jobbers. Alrighty, alrighty. Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to fucking find someone that's not too difficult. But at right. the same time, there's people whose names are their fucking wrestling names. Ah. Uh. Who is Johnny Mundo? <laughs> the most obvious one. That's obviously Johnny, Johnny Nitro. Wrestling. Oh, shit, man. I hate this so much. <laughs> Gilbert. Who's Fergal Divot? Oh, that's Finn Balor. Ah, son of a bitch. I didn't think you would know that. He gave it away, I think. The what? The Devit? Yeah, because the first one I was like, ah. Uh, and then he said Devit. Oh, yeah, he was Prince Devit. That's right. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I didn't think y'all knew that. Um. All right, then. I don't think you're going to get this one either. Who is Charles Wright? Charles Wright. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh, Charlie Hawes. That's the Godfather. Charles Wright. Yeah, it's the Godfather. You know who? You know what Charlie Hawes' real name is? Charlie Hawes. Yeah, it is. It's Charlie Hawes. What the fuck? I didn't know that. All right, Gilbert. Who's Nick Dinsmore? That's Eugene. Son of a bitch. Okay, what is it? <laughs> what is it? You got, was it your fourth straight one? Yeah, I this think is the fourth. Fourth? No, okay. Yeah. I'll give you an easy one. No, don't go easy on me. Alright, I won't go easy on you. Not too easy. And you gotta give me... You gotta give me his... Um, his most infamous wrestling name, right? Who is Brian Lawler? Uh, Brian Christopher. Gilbert. Grandmaster Sexay? Yes. What the fuck is your problem, buddy? What? <laughs> Brian I Lawler? I real life names. That is his real... Brian Lawler. That's, that's, that's Jerry the King Lawler's son. That's Grandmaster Sexay. I mean, he said Brian Christopher. He wasn't wrong, but that wasn't, like, his most popular gimmick. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, already. Here we are, guys. Last ones. It's, it's, it's a tight race. Yeah. Gilbert. Who's our Rulian Smith Jr.? Ooh, this was actually one I don't think I know off the top of my head. <laughs> Can you say, repeat the word, sir? Aurelian Smith Jr. Oh, God. How do you spell that? Aurelian. Um, well, that doesn't... Dang it. I've read the name before, but I don't know who it is. I'm going to hate myself for this. 
Just, uh, I don't think you will. <laughs> guess your guess your best guess. Or the name like Aurelian. It's definitely not uh, Teddy Hart. <laughs> uh, no idea, dude. No, no idea. idea. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, it's it's Jake the Snake Roberts. What? Oh wow! <laughs> I thought his name was Jake Roberts. Nope, 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 nope. And he called him the Snake. Kayfabe, buddy. Kayfabe. All right, then. Here's your last one for not winning. Um, <laughs> who's James Gibson? Jamie Noble. Oh, you got that. That's right. Yeah, you got it. it. <laughs> two two I for five. I, I've seen his name somewhere like... Probably most recently when he had his last match. Well, I'm sure they called him Jamie Noble, but I've seen it somewhere because he's like a... You know, has a real job there apparently. So, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, for the Brownie, only one I didn't know was Jake the Snake because I knew all the others. For Brownie points, who's Jamar Shipman? Uh, fuck. No, no, no one. Jamar Shipman is what Gilbert? What was the last name? Shipman. Shipman. Yeah, Shipman. I said it like with more emphasis the first time. Jamar, like Jamar Chase? Like Jamar, yeah. Dude, I don't know who the fuck All right, it's, is. It's, it's Jay Lethal. Oh. What? Yeah, that's his real name. It's crazy, right? <laughs> I, I thought his name was Jay. Guess who Jimmy Hart is? Apparently that's his real name, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> All about, right. Um, what? Phil Brooks. Phil Brooks? <laughs> oh, that, that guy? I think his you know, gimmick is uh, using the UFC. Oh, with the best record in the world. So you know who he is. I do. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what's Chris Jericho's real name? Does that mean? I think it's Chris Jericho. Christopher Irvine. Oh, let's look. I have it here. Chris Jericho. Yo, Gil- Gilbert. Christopher Irvine. What? The supposed heel has a supposed name in Chris Jericho? Well, I mean, his dad's famous. Why would he want to use his dad's name? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's a hockey player or something like that, right? Or... Oh, well, known hockey player. I mean, I don't watch hockey, so I wouldn't know, but still. Well, fuck Chris Jericho, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> That's going to be the end for today. Um, oh wow, Chris Masters, Chris Morditsky. That's weird. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and end this episode, Gilbert. Uh, Brad thank Brad you for joining us, yeah, John Lightfield. Yes, man, dude, it was great. We should have you again. Uh, maybe those little jitters will go away the next time because, as you can see, it's not that serious here. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty lax, actually. <laughs> Alrighty, so, um, anyone listening, you can like us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod. Um, check out our link page in our bio. Check out our Twitter. We have no fucking activity there. Dan, do you, have you been doing anything on Twitter? I have not. Um, yeah, me neither. It's okay. I don't blame you. But you can follow <laughs> me on my personal Twitter. But um, yeah, we don't really do much on it. No, 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 we don't. We we don't promote. But uh, that's it for the Wrestling Podcast. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace. And.